pro football jokes make it uncomfortable welcome to the pro football jokes podcast uh it's been a little while for every all our listeners because uh you know it's been the off season we've been uh, taking our company vacations um but we are here back at work i am here with pep the chep and reed the unpaid intern how are you guys doing Good. We are here ready to break the news that your favorite quarterback threw an interception in training camp. Therefore, your season's going to suck. And we're going to write an article about it, right? Yep. That's how devastating it is. I mean, these training camps, they matter. Nothing more telling than a quarterback's first practice session in training camp. Marcus Mariota. Exactly. I've seen like three of those articles so far. Every offseason, we get that going. It's like, oh my God, so-and-so threw an interception. It's really someone just recording at an opportune time and posting it for clout. Yeah, it's usually people, it's usually reporters who want to uh, see a quarterback that everybody hates and likes to make fun of. Um, So then they're like, ah, this quarterback sucks. Just uh, usually uh, confirmation bias, but we're all guilty of it. It's fun to talk about in the offseason. Totally. I think I've grown out of that phase of being like one of those Facebook commenters that will, you know, bite on articles like that and talk crap to other teams. But it's always in- entertaining reading those. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're struggling for news, but now things are starting to pick up. Um, you know, this week, a uh, big contract extension for Kyler Murray. We were worried that he might, he and the Cardinals might be a little shaky, but then the contract, you know, Big money for him to, for a future, and uh, seemed like everything was okay. Obviously, there was a little snafu with the the homework clause, um, but uh, apparently they got rid of that. So uh, yeah, did you guys think everything's good with Kyler Murray, and he is the for sure the Cardinals' future quarterback? They've got a full trust in him, <laughs> no doubt whatsoever. I was just waiting for those Instagram pictures to come back, you know. <laughs> yeah well um yeah for the people who who don't know i mean uh the the clause in his contract um certainly not something that's normally in people's contracts uh ian rapport said he's never seen it in the contract before so that probably means it's never happened before but there was a clause requiring him to have four hours of film study a, a week uh, which is not really a lot. I mean, so I, it's not not like a, a huge obstacle to climb, but the fact that they're requiring that or he could lose his guaranteed money um, and he has to do it without any distractions, without doing it while watching TV or playing video games, kind of makes it sound like, you know, he's yeah. been doing that a lot. Having, having that language in the contract is a bit telling. Is he Baker Mayfield immature? I, I don't know. I mean, uh, Kyler came out and said, you know, that's ridiculous. And he, he was, uh, I, he had a press conference where he said, uh, he, he's like, if you think that I could get to where I am without, uh, without being a hard worker, basically I'm paraphrasing, but basically he said, if you guys think that, then I'm, I'm flattered by that. I, I'm honored that you would think that I'm that talented, but that's not possible. And obviously he's being kind of condescending there. All while wearing a t-shirt that says easy money. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a, a childish response, honestly. But it, I, I would think that there might be some issues with Kyler Murray's work habits. But, I mean, I would think that he's 
I haven't noticed those problems show up on the field. I was about to say, when we were talking, you said you thought he was worth it. like giving For him sure. Uh, yeah, and we're going to go over my quarterback rankings later, uh, teasing that. But, uh, yeah, I think Kyler Murray's uh, top 10 quarterback, um, obviously still a very young player who has a lot of room to grow. And, you know, I don't expect him to be, you know, one of the best quarterbacks, you know, mentally dissecting defenses and just, you know, only playing you – know, he's only played three years. Um, but – uh, you would hope that he would be a hard worker and would want to watch film and dissect, you know, be able to read defenses. I, not that he can't do that, but hard work is obviously a big part of being a great quarterback. I mean, I guess I feel like I know the answer to this, but would you rather have Kyler Murray or Cliff Kingsbury? Uh, like obviously, a fan Kyler of the team? Murray. <laughs> 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 it's not really. So do you think they could have success together? Or do you, is this eventually going to lead to Cliff Kingsbury going Cliff back to college? He'll probably eventually get fired. But Keep in mind, Cliff Kingsbury was one of the hottest head coaches. So maybe there's a little tension between Kyler <laughs> and Cliff Kingsbury. Who's more attractive? Yeah, yeah true. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't think about that, honestly. I, so you, you bring up a great point, Pep. Uh, you know, I think most guys <laughs> think about that. Hopefully you've got your QB hotness rankings, too. <laughs> The Kyler contract kind of made me take a step back and realize how I think when in this day's NFL, I see somebody get this massive contract and I yell overpay, overpay. I think overpay is just really overused. It's a product of kind of the massive inflation of contracts that's been going on. It really picked up kind of starting a little over 10 years ago. But I mean, it's just the standard now. These big contracts, these $200 million plus quarterback contracts and the receiver market too just a lot of inflation in the nfl and that's just what you're gonna have to pay a quarterback and i do think kyler murray's a good player i do uh you can be frustrated with his regression uh these past two seasons kind of toward the end of the season close to the playoffs kind of poor play but overall he's a good player and you're right he's only played three seasons he's got a lot to build on yeah, I, I think a lot of he, he's had a kind of a terrible off season. I think just in terms of like his media portrayal, I guess, um, just how it started with like the terrible playoff game, and then just kind of some weird stuff on on social media and the wondering if the Cardinals want to extend him, and I think he's just taken a lot of hits um, to his like reputation, I guess and how people rank him. But I, I think it's been a little bit overblown. Like he's, he was, and he was the leader in the MVP race, like halfway through last year. Um, and obviously regressed a little bit towards the end of the season, you know, and ended with the just horrendous playoff performance. What did he hurt? Was it his ankle or his shoulder that he hurt? Uh, I think it was his ankle. Uh, or what's that last okay. year? The year before he hurt his ankle. I don't remember. I thought he hurt his ankle on the game where like AJ Green just didn't turn for the pass, and then they threw an interception, and then like they said he was fine, but then he was out for like four weeks. I thought that was this last year. Can't remember. I, he was out for a couple of weeks. And I remember Colt McCoy playing a couple of weeks. So yeah, I, I think you're right. But yeah, it was the same same issue. It's kind of shadowed over like what's actually happening with the Cardinals, though. They go up and down through the years where the roster gets really good and they have all these pieces in place. And I think they're at a point where they're losing a few. 
and they might regress a little bit in the, into this coming season. I don't think they added too much this offseason. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they added anybody in free agency or anybody noteworthy. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, it really, I, I don't think there was a single – I mean, they had Marquise Brown in the trade. That's basically That's it. true. It's weird that I totally forgot about that, but that's what this offseason was. <laughs> Ironically enough, Hollywood Brown, I just always seem to forget about him. Yeah, I actually, I think I like uh, Marquise Brown this year. I think he's going to have a, a big year with with Kyler and with you know Nuke being out for the first six weeks. I think he could he could get a lot of fantasy production for you for sure. Because Rondale Moore won't do it. <laughs> try to hype him up. Yeah, yeah. James Conner will still get all the touchdowns though. James Conner gets the tutties. Uh, Christian Kirk's in Jacksonville. Counting yeah. his dollars, you know. They still got they still got Antoine Wesley, so yeah, exactly. Watch out for that. I don't even know who that <laughs> he's is. Like, Alex, he's like so. thirty, but this is his breakout year. <laughs> is he actually thirty? I I don't know. I, that's not nice to Antoine Wesley. I'm sorry. He just looks a little older. But uh, no, I think he will get more catches this season than last. He. It's I mean, this he, might be a stretch, but he was kind of a bright spot for the Cardinals in that rough last few game stretch last season. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know about that. I, I think that's stretch. He was playing <laughs> like it was the first time he's like played as a <laughs> like he's like, getting more production than he's ever had before because like he never played before, so never actually got on the field before. I need a guy that can get me five or six fantasy points. I'm not asking for much. He was your guy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. I, so they did uh, end up removing the the homework clause, uh, as as Reeb tells me. So I guess they, they realized that that just looked like uh, everybody took it out of context. Yeah, it totally Don't wasn't worry. that he wasn't. Everything is know, fine. Studying or. Uh, was playing video yeah. games instead. I'm sure every quarterback has that in their contract. Yeah. Even though we've been explicitly <laughs> told they don't. And I'm pretty sure every quarterback does, you know, more than four hours of film study, regardless. Like, <laughs> I would hope so. If they're getting paid $230 million, <laughs> I would hope, you know, they actually study yeah. for their job. That's. I mean, I I don't know exactly how it was worded. Was it like he had to do it outside the building? It's like don't they do film study like in? Yeah, yeah. His label is in addition to the the stuff he does with the team and coaches. He's got to do it on his own, without distractions. Can't do it while playing video games. They also like it wasn't even that. I don't know how many quarterbacks would do this, but they even said like they're providing him the stuff. Like he doesn't have to like go watch film like they just tell him this is what you need to look at go do it well i mean yeah they're going to provide him with the film like i i guess they're like cutting him like the exact plays he needs to look at and look for yeah yeah Yeah. i mean i actually don't think it's that big of a deal it's weird it's different it's fun but again if i'm offering this giant contract and that's like my biggest concern with the guy i'm gonna throw a clause in there and then in theory you have pretty good things to call back on to ensure that he's doing that. If you think it's going to lead him to success. I mean, I'm, I've been on record of saying that I don't think Kyler is, is the man, but there's no real 
way to get around it. It's either if you pay them everything or you just don't have them. So good job, my hero. You got Colt McCoy leading the Yeah, charge. I think the one thing the Cardinals maybe get out of this is that they kind of bring this to national attention just so Kyler kind of gets a wake-up call, being like he's sort of more held accountable from the, by the media. Because um, if there are whispers of him not working hard, you know, there's something stemming from before, so he doesn't want to get well, that reputation. you know reputation. he was going to be held accountable by pro football jokes no matter what, so. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that that's the only strategy I can think of by the Cardinals, so. No, I mean, the, the real reason they did it, in all honesty, is they just thought Kyler was being a diva with all, you know, the let me delete you from all my social medias yeah. and not talk about anything and kind of just. Because no other player has ever done that. <laughs> yeah, so they're like, you know what? Let's just kind of make fun of you a little bit here. You're going to get your money. You win, but we're going to have a laugh at your expense. <laughs> we don't want you and Cliff about to fight on the field like Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer week four, 2021 season. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, uh, that was interesting. Did anybody like read that article? I didn't like go deep <laughs> into it. Yeah, so um, it, the what, I think the play-by-play guy for the Vikings is close with Mike Zimmer. And he kind of uh, went back to that moment where Kirk kind of shoves Mike Zimmer, Mike Zimmer shoves him back, and both of them look kind of pissed off. Apparently, that was like Mike Zimmer's breaking point with Kirk Cousins. Like, you didn't really like him before, but then in this commentator's words, he said Mike Zimmer wanted to go with Kirk Cousins. Like, he was actually about to, like, swing on him there, perhaps, you know? Yeah, that was a thing. I'm surprised you didn't read that article. I, no, I, I mean, I saw hey, it. I, I sent it to you guys. I, I, I'd yeah. like to believe it just because the thought of Mike Zimmer fighting Kirk Cousins is a, just an objectively funny thing. <laughs> it definitely is. Imagine seeing that on the sidelines of a live football game, too. Forget about Antonio Brown storming <laughs> off a game. Just, well, I mean, we, see a head coach fist fight his quarterback. I mean, we just had in the NBA, I mean, Jimmy Butler, who's a star player, like one of the premier players in the league, about to swing in his coach. I mean, thankfully, Spolstra, who was pretty fired up, still had his wits about him. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> yeah. This would also be ridiculous because it wasn't like, like Kirk shoved him because he was like fired up. It was like they had like just scored and Kirk was like, yeah. And like shoved him, like I was like. But I always thought, like when Kirk did the "you like that," I always felt like there was a little bit behind that too. Like he wasn't just fired up; he was also like, "Yeah, fuck you, Dan Snyder." Yeah, I think like, he was like, uh, I, he's obviously thinking like, uh, "Yeah, this is kind of an f you to the, uh, you know, all the people who doubted him and stuff." I feel like that's common among a lot of yeah. athletes. So I mean, I think there's some of that, but. It seems like as a coach, you would like like that out of your player. I don't know. Honestly, I got to say, it's probably – I got to blame the Vikings for this one because they did not put any no-shoving-the-coach clause in this contract. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, this was a, a little bit of a tangent. But, yeah, I, I, that was interesting. So I'm, I'm glad you brought it up, Pep, because I did not have it on the rundown. So Glad I could sneak it in there. Anyway, I don't know how to make a smooth transition, but also DK Metcalf got extended here. <laughs> we were talking about extensions and deals. We're yeah. on to the next deal. Uh, DK got three years, uh, tw- uh, seventy-two million. Um, to you know, one million more than Terry got. Terry got three years, seventy-one million. So just know there are those uh, great receivers in that class to get uh, get big money. 
Debo's the only guy left who hasn't gotten, you know, his money yet. So we'll see about that one. I like the length on this one. Three years. It's kind of kind of a smart market for these guys, the Terrys and the DKs. Uh, AJ Brown hasn't got paid yet, has he? I, I totally he forgot. Got, yeah, he got he paid when he got traded, yeah. yeah. With the Eagles, so, yeah. Yeah, keep these guys around three years, you know, for DK Metcalf. We'll see how that time is in Seattle and what happens. But I was about to say, I'm happy for him, but, like, he's also just going to be on a bad team for three yeah, years. Yeah, but, I mean, he's a young player, too. I mean, I, I think it makes sense to keep him. Who knows? They might trade him in the middle of the contract. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, if you guys had to rank those four guys, uh, A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, how you guys? How would you guys rank them? Uh, I'd probably put AJ Brown first. Uh, depends on who's the coach or Samuel <laughs> on that end. Uh, and then I—I I mean, I don't know. Maybe DK and McLaurin last. All right, you're dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's—it's right. it's tough. He went to Ohio State. He plays for garbage teams. Uh, so. I, I would go Terry, AJ, uh, Debo, and DK, then DK. Last time I watched Terry live, they lost by like 40 points. So. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, Terry doesn't play well in games where you bring your bench to the <laughs> opposing team's field. You know? uh, this is a hot debate. This is a fun debate to have these four guys. I don't think I've ever seen like everybody agree on an order for all of these guys. And there's, it's so situational for how well they do. I mean, I'm not going to be the Debo's only a running back guy, but Debo's been more uniquely used than the rest. I guess AJ Brown is yeah, a close second. And then, you know, they all do things really well, but different things. They all have a unique skill set to them. You know, DK's big. He's huge and fast, obviously. I'm starting to sound like Dan Fouts with my analysis, so I'm just going to stop here. <laughs> but you guys know what I mean. There's, there's something a little different yeah. about each of them. I definitely feel like my, my fantasy likes creep into this. <laughs> and ever since, ever since the podcast looked at my fantasy team and made that like so I comment of oh we know what type of receiver this guy likes and it was like Cortland Sutton DK Metcalf like big body receivers that can't run around Josh and save Dotson. fucking life <laughs> Josh Dawson yeah that's just stuck with me but you know what I'm gonna keep rolling with it DK's number one and then AJ Brown and then Debo and then Terry All right, Reeves also dead to me uh, I just I'm like when I watch them Terry He's good, but he's good in a way that I'm like, I'm not impressed. <laughs> She's like, okay, yeah, you caught a slant and you took it for 20 or 30 yards. But he like, makes some, he makes some highlight plays. That that one play where he—I mean, I know that. Yeah, yeah that turning catch was yeah. awesome last year. I get it. You you like your big receivers. Um, I get caveman brain where I'm like, well, Terry's not big. He's not that fast. <laughs> What do you mean he can make a cut and get yeah. separation? Who cares yeah, about I, that? I, I obviously have Terry first, so uh, you know, it's fine. I have the same, same order as Jack, just move Terry from last to first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I've seen more of Terry too, but I noticed Terry at least tries the hardest in run blocking. 
compared to those sure. guys. Uh, AJ Brown's a pretty good uh, run blocker. Too. I was going to say they're actually going to need to run block this year. Run blocking too. I'm just trying to make up they're, things they're, at this point. They're they're all good. Actually, they're all pretty good at run blocking. Debo just blocks for himself as he runs. <laughs> yeah, Debo's definitely hard to rank because obviously he plays like a different position. Well, and then, and then like to talk about him not wanting to do that stuff that made him so special is like, all right. I don't really yeah. know what to make of that. I do get the fact that you want to make a bunch of money and you don't just want to get pummeled in two years and not get the chance to make it. Like I think that's, especially for him, very important to make sure he locks down uh, a lot of money because he is that talented. Yeah. But if you're going to say, like, I'm not going to do those things that give all the extra elements to the offense, it's kind of like, well, it's just, you know. Well, I, I, know. I think it's more just taking snaps as, like, you know, in the back, actually in the, like, literally just, like, running up the middle with him. Like, if you yeah, want to give yeah, him. But, some... I mean, again, like, he was big. They're, they're getting their best player of the ball. Like, I mean, they could pull, he could pull an Andrew Luck and just retire, I guess. I mean, that, that helps. You just don't want to do <laughs> I mean, that. you could still use him in, like, multiple ways. You can, you know, throw him some screen, get the man around. No, not a <laughs> He's got a snap. I would ball. like it. Contract. I only take jet sweeps. <laughs> you can't throw me the ball. Did you read my jet sweep contract clause? <laughs> what an advantage for the defense. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of big receivers, uh, Julio Jones uh, finally got a job. Uh, he was signed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, playing with Tom Brady. I'm sure Tom Brady remembers Julio Jones being a beast in that Super Bowl that Falcons almost won. Um, that catch on the sideline by Julio Jones is one of the greatest catches in NFL history. Yeah, it was. Almost won them the, the game. T- the timing of it. That catch, was, when that happened, I was like, okay, the Falcons are going to win. They got the field goal. It's over. Yeah, and then they got sacked. The Falcons, the Falcons, Falcons so hard. Ah, what was it? It was a holding penalty into a sack. Yeah. <laughs> How did they lose 20 yards? Like, un- unbelievable. Like, just simply unbelievable. But – Julio will do great for the four games he plays for the, the Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really going to depend on how much he actually cares. You know, maybe I can trade Antonio Brown in fantasy for Julio Jones. It's a tough scene. I got Josh Gordon too. I'll package both of them. <laughs> it's a very tough scene for Jalen Darden fans. Yeah, we're going to wait probably three weeks into the season when Julio Jones gets injured. Then those people will come creeping back like, Jalen Darden, dude, but he's still behind Scotty Miller on the depth chart, dude. Can't wait for it. What do you guys think this means for Chris Godwin? Because he, uh, there was surprise that he didn't start camp on the pup list. He's, like, active for camp. So, like, there's possibility. They were thinking there was a possibility he might even be ready for week one, you know, when before but now they signed Julio Jones so maybe maybe not yeah I mean with Godwin I would just play it safe you yeah. know and there's, yeah. there's nothing nothing to gain by ruining him early in the season he'll be back the Bucks will do their thing until then they'll get like a healthy five and one or whatever see my my dynasty team kind of needs Chris Godwin to play so I think they should rush him back <laughs> um, but yes that's just me my unbiased opinion I can't imagine they think that Julio and Godwin are like no filling the same roles in the receiver room though. No, they're they're definitely not. I think they that Russell Gage is you know the kind of the the Godwin replacement. Um, I think they can also. I mean, I think he and Russell Gage can definitely be on the field at the same time too, because they're both kind of versatile, can you know 
slot flanker receiver types. Yeah. I mean, if anything, Julio Jones just seems like Mike Evans insurance. Yeah. They went and got Russell Gage too. Another thing I forgot in this insane (laughs) offseason. So now Scotty Miller's a five and Jalen Darden's a six. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, I don't don't think it's sort of weird for Julio Jones to be insurance though, because it's like the fact that, you know, Mike Evans is, it just seems like Julio Jones is just more likely to get hurt than, than Mike Evans. So it's kind of funny thinking about that. Like, their whole receiving court that they, they just signed Kyle Rudolph as well. <laughs> like just some kind of random pieces in there. Yeah. Kyle Rudolph's definitely, I think is a good ad. Yeah. Not Tom Brady, you know, needs his tight end. Yeah. He, has, he needs three tight ends. His tight end. Apparently Tom Brady called him. Apparently Tom Brady like called Kyle Rudolph and said, we got to get <laughs> oh you down gosh. here. And like, personally wanted him on the team he's like i know we drafted kate Otten and we have cameron Brait for like 10 years we need you i can't play without three tight ends he's his big white tight ends kyle rudolph is either gonna just be a huge fantasy beast get like dawson knox kind of touchdowns like three yarders all season <laughs> could be gross there all right what else uh do we have any other news oh um we can uh, talk about the Jimmy G. Um, well, first of all, the 49ers announced Trey Lance you know, is going to be the guy for them. I think we all already knew that, um, but they kind of announced it officially. And uh, so what does it mean for Jimmy G? Is he is anybody going to trade for him? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Until an injury. We have, we have uh, an unpaid intern position opening that. <laughs> <laughs> that's true if he would like that also according to one just big brain reporter the bengals are supposed to trade for him because burrow's going to be out for like a week training camp that's right and then they're going to try to trade him again so now flipping quarterbacks yep <laughs> and then he's your problem to get traded it's the worst take i think all offseason i don't understand how the the guy how do you type that out, look it over, and think, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> He's getting people talking. In an offseason with Deshaun Watson drama, <laughs> and you tweet that. <laughs> Just like, man, you had such margin or such room to make bad takes, but that one just takes the cake, man. I don't even know what realistic option there is for Jimmy G. Like, where? I know where for him to be a starter, I don't think. Uh, I mean, Seattle would be the only place where he would be the top on the depth chart. Maybe, you know, maybe Atlanta. But I, I mean, Atlanta got Mariota and they drafted Desmond Ritter. I don't think they're looking for him. And what he needs to do is he needs to get himself traded to the Cardinals, become buddies with Kyler, and be like, "Hey, Kyler, we're gonna party like every day," <laughs> and then he rats on him. He didn't study. He was out of the clubs. Boom, starting job. Genius. I don't know how I don't know how Jimmy G would work in a Cliff Kingsbury offense. Yeah, it's probably not the the best fit there, but who knows that any quarterback is a great fit in the Cliff Kingsbury offense. So, <laughs> uh, all right. Um, also, um, Reap another hit to your fantasy team. Chris Carson retires. 
Sad Sean times. Penny and uh, Kenneth Walker will be fighting for that backfield. <sighs> Those darn neck injuries will get you. I hope he's okay. I hope. Like, I hope he does not have like permanent damage, and he does not have lifelong that's, pain that's in his neck. Nice like, be healthy, Chris Carson. <laughs> then come back and get me fantasy points. You had a, you, <laughs> I've already released you, so I think his injury policy uh, will get him up to ten million dollars from the NFL. I was about to say. I know the Seahawks like did some maneuvering to like get him yeah, money. Yeah, like they. Like there was some weird thing that he did, some failed physical. All yeah. That. So good on the Seahawks. They've always been good with situations like that. I remember uh, one of their third round draft picks years ago, like had to retire immediately, and they paid him his full contract anyway. So classy organization right there. But it, yeah. it's weird thinking like it was was it really five years ago when. We were in the early stages of Pro Football Jokes video, and Alex is saying, this is Chris Carson's backfield. And who, who was the backfield yeah. then? It's just time flies. It was like Eddie Lacy. And... Uh, was Thomas Rawls still there? Thomas Rawls. Oh, he may have been. <laughs> a different world. Chris Carson, he carved out a quality career, yeah. I would say. Like, For sure. Not much was expected from him. And he was kind he of a workhorse, like when he was in there, and then obviously had injury problems. But when he was healthy, they they trusted him. It was his backfield. <clears throat> Seventh round pick, played his way up. He was my backfield for a little bit when before Derrick Henry figured out how to just be a beast. He, he also had Ezekiel Elliott. So I mean, I don't know. All right, well Zeke has been just a disappointment for the past yeah. couple of years. Did we? Anybody have any other news before we get into my QB rankings? Uh, Antonio Gandy Golden retired. Oh, so. damn. Oh, that is true. That is big news. I didn't realize he was a 2020 round pick. <laughs> yeah. We all had such high hopes for him here in Washington. Uh, did you guys want to talk about the Commander's Fight song real quick? Uh, it's absolute sure. crap. <laughs> it's crap, but I appreciate the guys. I, I appreciate them staying on beat and keeping most of the original fight song. That's what I don't get, though. Like, yeah, leaders on a mission is fucking stupid. But <laughs> commanders has a different number of syllables than Redskins. So, like, how do you... We don't care. How do you still <laughs> sing that? I mean, I made the joke before when we were the football team. I was like, yeah, we can just be like, hail to the football team. <laughs> like, that's what it's going to yeah. sound like. <laughs> I, I had to sit, and I, I'm not ashamed to admit this, but when I, I was reading the tweet, and then I had to sit there for like five minutes and try and sing it right to myself. I wasn't going to look to a video for help or anything like that. I was like, how's this? <laughs> Hail to the commanders. I guess it works. I mean, it sucks still, but I guess it kind of. <laughs> it, it's just this whole thing sucks. We're a joke and, you know, I'm embarrassed. And I'll probably be embarrassed of this team minus Terry McLaurin for eternity. So <laughs> that's all I got. Take command. Take command of that. Well, at least we're a very well-run team. They're, you know, high standards and great Everybody ethics. loves our owner. Only the best teams get subpoenaed <laughs> by and, Congress. No, he's willfully testifying now. He will willfully testify in front of Congress yes. very soon. So what a guy. Nice. What Just a man of integrity, <laughs> faith, and character. <laughs> All right. 
let's get into my quarterback rankings here. Yes, I'm ready to be upset. Um, so last place, I have Joe Burrow. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, all right, top-tier quarterbacks. I got – I bet right now he's not very good. It's true. That's true. <laughs> I'd still put him ahead of Mitch Trubisky, but <laughs> – <laughs> Joe Burrow in a hospital <laughs> bed is better. All right, top five. We got Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen. That's kind of my top tier right there. I see no problems there. I do, but, like, I don't have any argument for Burrow over Herbert, but I don't also see any argument for Herbert over Burrow, and Burrow has made it to the Super Bowl. So True. Um, I just think... I mean, Justin Herbert's just so good. Like, you just watch him and, like, (laughs) if you, like, that last game that Justin Herbert played against the Raiders where he just converted, like, every fourth fourth down, even though they lost that game, just to kind of sum up the the Chargers. Um, But, like, it's just, you just fear Justin Herbert so much when he's got the ball in his hands. And, like, that was just, like, you felt, that they were convert all those fourth downs, and then they did, and uh, I don't know. It was just kind of incredible. I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I would probably put Herbert above Burrow, but I might, I wouldn't be against the argument of throwing Burrow into that conversation, like making it a top six as the tier or something. Yeah, no, the, I think that's fair. I think this next tier is pretty close um, to that top tier. Um, I also put Herbert ahead of Josh Allen. I feel like a lot of people wouldn't have that um, because I would, I would not have that myself. Um, uh, I think Josh Allen got off like his like end of the season was like incredible and everybody just remembers that and like I was gonna say people are hyping up those last two games like nobody's business. But I mean his but his but his season before was insane. Like, it was. I mean, but his the first half of this last season wasn't that great. You know, he still kind of makes those boneheaded plays at times. He he's done more good things than than Herbert's. Done. Yeah, that, I mean, I I guess, but. I, I just think Herbert's been more consistent as a player. Uh, Josh Allen's been maybe more electric in his high points, but Herbert's been pretty electric too. So, uh, but yeah, like he basically did have like a perfect playoff run. Like yeah, the, the, the literally perfect game against the the Patriots where they scored a touchdown every single drive, and then like the game against the Chiefs was just just Patrick Mahomes and they. Clearly would have won the Super Bowl if their defense yep. could just stop them. <laughs> so it's not like they had to go play two more games or nope. anything. Yep. Yeah, and, and Justin Herbert has never been sacked five times by a guy named Justin Herbert. So <laughs> <laughs> That is a good point. Yeah, it is true. I am curious, just as this hypothetical, let's say the Bengals do win the Super Bowl. Is Joe Burrow in your top five? Uh, does that change anything for I you? I mean, probably. I mean, if they, if, you mean if they won the Super Bowl this past year? Uh, yeah. No, I don't think so. You would still have Herbert over. Burrow. I mean, I don't think just one game is going to change my rankings that much. I I'm, I'm maybe. Um, well, we all know Eli Manning is a much better quarterback <laughs> than Joe <Joe Burrow. laughs> Like, uh, like I think Super Bowl is kind of. More, I use Super Bowls more to judge like a career than like just how good a quarterback is right now. Like, I, you know. Uh, so, what, who's after the the top tier? 
All right. I, after that, I got Joe Burrow at six. Um, then Deshaun Watson, which I, you know, I don't know how, how exactly you rank him, but I, I put him there uh, at seven. And then we got Russell Wilson. That's six. I would take out both Watson and Wilson myself. Yeah. I think it's going to be a great joke if Watson just. Sucks. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, I don't think anybody's like rooting for Deshaun Watson get to be. I don't think right so now. either. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was like a top five quarterback the last time we saw him. So, you know, I, obviously, I'm not ranking him based on off the field issues. So, uh, yes. yeah, I had to put him somewhere. So yeah. this is where I put him. Uh, Russell Wilson, I also think, is still. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, well, you got to think Watson's going to go play theoretically play this year or next year or whatever uh, for the Browns. Like, I just don't know. We won't have Hopkins and stuff. Like, it'll be just interesting to see. He's has the talent, really, but tough for me to put him up there if you're not, you know, able to play for two years. Tough to put me in your. I mean, I'm not like, I'm not basing it on like what who I like want on my. I mean, I I'm just grading like if I was going to give them a Madden ranking, basically, like. Yeah, well, just I mean, availability is important. What like if you? Well, I mean, obviously, but ACL right now too, I wouldn't put him seventh. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean that's true, but I'm just saying how I did my rankings. You can rank quarterbacks however you want. I'm just. That's what I'm doing. I'm ranking them how I want to. All right, fair enough. And then Russell Wilson, I, I don't know. I, I just the people you say after him, I'm gonna wish I had rather than him at this point in his career. Uh, well, we'll see about that because the next guy is Kyler Murray, who you said you don't really like that much. So, uh, so my next tier is uh, is a is a bigger one. It's sort of the kind of fringe, uh, I guess, fringe Pro Bowl quarterbacks. I think they're all franchise quarterbacks ish they're they're all kind of above the dalton line i'd say um we got russ or no sorry we said russ uh kyler uh lamar dak uh stafford kirk and Derek carr yeah i might move dak behind stafford i put Carr in front of cousins and dak uh, murray is very hard to place in there, you said Lamar Jackson ten. Yeah, I put Lamar above Kyler. Oh, I figured um, you're moving Kyler down behind Stafford. Would you go Stafford, Carr, Lamar, or Stafford Lamar? How how would you do that? No, I put I put I'd probably put Lamar in front of Stafford. Okay. Um, I just don't know if I would drop Kyler behind Stafford or behind Carr. That one that one I'd have to think more about. Um. Wilson, I'd probably put um, maybe just above Dak. Yeah, that's probably where I'd slot him. He he, really, he can prove me wrong. He still was throwing the ball okay. He just isn't moving the same. Like he's just not. Yeah, that's true. Maybe it was just a testament to last year. But like, what made him so cool? And that's problem problem with Kyler Murray in the later half of the year. He just doesn't move the same. Yeah. And when you're a smaller guy that can do so many crazy things with your just a way to elude and, and your speed and scampering around, when you stop doing that, you kind of become a Debo Samuel that just wants to stand on the sidelines and get there. <laughs> yeah, Debo Samuel catching strays from Jump here. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. He's gonna go out there and crush it and be like the best just receiver in the league. Be like, it's all because of that one podcast. <laughs> this goes out here to jump thirty two twenty. All right. After that, I got the the mediocre tier. Um, actually, I, I shouldn't I shouldn't criticize him that badly, but it's uh, Tannehill, Baker, uh, Mac Jones, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. I'll actually I'll, I'll throw Jalen Hurts in that tier too. It's a lot of boring quarterbacks <laughs> in this tier. I, I like Jalen Hurts. I I would probably put Jalen Hurts as like a top fantasy quarterback, and people should trade for. <laughs> well, I I mean I I don't disagree with that, but I don't I'm not <laughs> ranking him based on fantasy value. <laughs> it's just a crazy amount uh, of like we're at this point in the list, but I'm still like these guys are. I mean, they could be good starters, you know? Yeah, that, that's the point. I, I think this tier is, like, basically guys who you're not, like, upset about them being a starter, but you're not, like, you're not really expecting them to lead you anywhere. Well, you notice I have Tannehill, Wentz, and Hurts on my fantasy team. That's true. No, Hertz is going to be a viable fantasy option for sure this year. Hertz is the only reason I made the playoffs last year. Yeah, I mean, Hertz will get you fantasy points because he runs. So, I mean, that's. That was a great second round pick by me. Good job by you, Jack. <laughs> Mac Jones obviously has room to improve. Obviously, he's just as a rookie. So, he can move up there. Um, Tannehill's kind of fall. He's He would have been up there uh, in that earlier tier, probably last year. Um, and again, you know, maybe I'm ranking him too harshly just based on that playoff performance, which was terrible. Because um, he, he was still pretty good last year. Um, and, and again, I just have him right below that. So I don't know. if he, He's kind of in between-ish those tiers, I guess. Um, but I feel like he's, he's just fallen just outside that tier. It's just nothing that sparks with these quarterbacks. Like it's just all about what system yeah. they're in. If you if you have one of those more advanced quarterbacks, you convert on third and short and fourth and short. Like you find a way to actually get the ball to your best player in a better position, or you're able to bootleg it, or instead of actually trying to run it yourself, you actually give it to your best player. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, yeah, and then. After that, I have I, – I don't really have tears after this. It's just kind of all crappy quarterbacks. Um, <laughs> Jameis Winston, Jared Goff, Daniel Jones, Davis Mills, uh, Tua Tagovailoa, uh, Marcus Mariota, Geno Smith, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Mitch Trubisky. Got them in last. I did, I did. This is very – that seems very low for Zach Wilson. I mean, he was pretty terrible last year. Like, this is just based on, you know, the, what they are right now. Like, obviously, all the rookies. Like, I had Lawrence Fields and Wilson, you know, back, back to back. All game. right. But Zach Wilson has to go up a few points that's, because that's he sucks true. his mom's best. <laughs> I like how nobody criticized Zach Wilson at all for that. It was all, yeah, it's all everybody was like, was like, nice. I was like, damn. Yeah. I don't like, do, do people not understand that that's weird? As... No, nah, dude. Uh, a lot of fans are not like like that. The, uh, we, the NFL still has a ton of frat bro fans. 
that are like, no, you're a chill like that, dude. Reeve, do you know how much money Deshaun Watson's making? <laughs> People aren't really like moral. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, was it consensual? Okay. Yeah, it was. It was just. And for the record, there is a giant difference between. Yeah, the yeah. <laughs> but I'm just more remarking on how yeah. they're not necessarily model citizens in that way. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Deshaun Watson, I don't really care to play football again. Zach Wilson, I just think is a bit weird. I mean, I yeah. just into older women. I was nothing, nothing wrong with that. I think flashes of Geno Smith need to be moved up into like the. Uh, <laughs> That's true. I had Geno like not that low. I put him. Well, I had him in twenty-seven, so I guess it's pretty low. Twenty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> Reeb, we low. need you to make it the article when it loads. Like sometimes it'll load with Geno Smith there, and then sometimes it'll load Geno Smith back. I'm like, like flash. Uh, yeah, I actually, I, yeah. I'll just make his place like a random. Image. I actually did like flip Mariota before. Like I, I originally had Geno Smith at 26, Mariota at 27. I'm like, I'll put Mariota at Geno Smith. So, but, you know, I, I struggled with that one. That was that's, the, that's the content everybody wants. Who's the 26th best quarterback in the league? Hey, I'm just saying, 27 is exactly where Burrow started in the rankings last year on NFL.com. And he made it almost he was 27? to the top five. He Why? Was 27th. Because Dan Hansen is <laughs> <a piece of laughs> shit. That's, that is pretty low. I mean, uh, that's kind of weird. But I guess I have all the rookies yeah. pretty low. Yeah now but obviously Joe Burrow had a much better rookie season than I I Mike Jones at 17 after and Joe Burrow had a better I guess I guess coming off the ACL must have been the reason that he had him low yeah it was just like I'm scared about his knee injury I'm scared about the offensive line I'm scared about the arm strength yeah it's like a cock, <laughs> nice all right well maybe one of these rookies can make that jump um who do you guys think is most likely between uh, Lawrence Fields, Wilson, and Lance? I just got to say, I I cannot bring myself to like have faith in Trey Lance. I just I can't either. I mean, the 49ers <laughs> don't even. He's in like the best position. Like he has the best team around him. Yeah, it's like I guess it's not fair of me to judge him based on how he's played. You know, this last season. Uh, he had a limited amount of playtime, obviously, but yeah, that's uh, that's fair. I mean, I, yeah, it's certainly item at thirty-one, so obviously not a uh, not not high on what he did last year. But who knows? Maybe Kyle Shanahan can coach him up. Uh, I, I pretty much just put Mitch Trubisky at thirty-two for for jokes, but I also don't think he's good at all. So you know, why not? I don't know why people think that like his rental year in Buffalo is going to fix his accuracy <laughs> issues. Yeah, it is interesting. I I feel like I feel like most people are actually like kind of united that he's going to suck, but it's yeah. But he had like legitimate yeah, hype at the did. start of the off season, and it's kind of weird. But yeah, I'm a third. I I wasn't going to put any rookies on here, so like I didn't put. I put. I just put. Assumed all the rookies weren't going to be the starter. Just. But I don't think anyone is going to start. Kenny Pickett could. I think. I, they, I think 
they showed some footage of Malik Willis at like OTAs. And I mean, Malik Willis is definitely not going to start over Ryan Tannehill. Like, uh, Ryan Tannehill's been good, and like Malik Willis is a third round pick. Like, they're not invested in him. Yeah. Kenny Pickett's the only one who has a chance to start. Maybe, maybe Desmond Ritter, because like Marks Mariota obviously isn't like a proven starter. And they're not paying him much either. They're paying him like a backup. So it's. Desmond Ritter was what? He was a third round, round pick, pick too. He was picked ahead of Malik oh. Willis. Yeah. Oh, he's before Malik Willis? I will say this about Mitch Trubisky. No matter what, I think he will look at least a tiny bit better than who he was in Chicago, as long as he's not in Matt Nagy's offense. And Pittsburgh <laughs> does have this effect on players where quarterbacks just play better than they should. Uh, these backup yeah, guys. Yeah, Mason Rudolph you know? just really just killed it there. Well, I mean, <laughs> Mason Rudolph won a game. It, it's very rare you see backup true. quarterbacks in the NFL win games, even just one. That's true. Duck Hodges won some Yeah, games. it's just ridiculous. I mean, that <laughs> season was ridiculous. It was a good coaching job by Tomlin. Uh, yeah. It's just some effect that they have on players. I'm not, and, and that's not to say Mitch Trubisky is going to light it up, but yeah, do I, I got a little better. But I, again, I would not be surprised at all if you know, Kenny Pickett ends up being the starter in week one. Totally. So we'll see if Mitch gets out there. All right, those are my quarterback rankings. Uh, do we want to go through my receiver rankings real quick? I mean, I'd be down up to like a point. I don't need to hear yeah. like where. Yeah. Like we talked about Jalen Darden. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I, I only ranked the top fifty. I actually did fifty-seven because I was kind of playing with stuff. But I was going to share the top fifty. But we'll see how far I get. So I got top tier. I'll go uh, Devonte Adams, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill. Uh, how far do I? Want? I, I think I'm going to top seven or top tier. So I'll go Jamar Chase, uh, Terry McLaurin, AJ Brown, Stephon Diggs. I don't know if Terry belongs in that it's, tier. Because you're, you're ignorant. Just kidding. I don't, I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> Stefan Diggs is low there. Uh, I'm not quite as high on Stefan Diggs as some other people are. I mean, I think he's definitely a good player. Like, he's obviously a really good route runner. Um, uh, you know, one of the best separators in the NFL. Um, but I think, like, he can be inconsistent catching the ball sometimes. He, he, Sometimes fumbles the ball too. I think just like I, I don't know. It's I like again. Obviously, I have him pretty high, so it's not like I'm saying he's bad. But and obviously, I I have beef with the fact that C.D. Lamb isn't number one because he's the next coming of Jesus. <laughs> I, have, I have C.D. Lamb at seventeen, just for but the target share, <laughs> the target share, man. Dynasty, take him number one. <laughs> Sorry, Reeb. Do you think Jamar Chase should be higher? No, I, I honestly am surprised he was in the top really? seven. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't. I've seen like weird rankings for him. Yeah, I guess maybe it's just because it's one season. Yeah, like, it's, I get it. it's a little more production, I guess, because he uh, there were still like he obviously had a few drops um, and stuff, and yeah. Uh, but like he just looks so explosive at, at times. Like, I mean, yeah, I obviously yeah. think he's in there. Like I think he's top five. But I think I'm just used to like Madden, where they have 
<laughs> Amari Cooper <laughs> yeah, ahead of him. Um, <laughs> so I that after that uh, I got Mike Evans, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, Chris Godwin, uh, then Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Michael Thomas, who was kind of hard to rank because like we haven't seen him, we barely seen him play in the past two years. Um, we've been at fourteen. Yeah. I forgot about Cooper Cup. I probably would have him in the top seven. Yeah, it, it was hard. Uh, t- Cooper Cup's another one that's kind of hard to rank because, like, obviously he's really good and, like, but, and obviously he was the most productive receiver by a mile last year. Um, but it's yeah. just hard to say that, like, when you're looking at, like, his traits, that he's better than those other guys. I mean, yeah. Um, but I don't know. And I just don't know. I mean, he's obviously like really, really good at separation of great slot receiver, but I just, I get being less like impressed when, you know, the catches that they're making are like five yard digs or something. And it's like, oh, yeah. okay, well, they just didn't cover <laughs> yeah. it or something. Yeah. And like, he's also like crafty at like being able to find those soft button zones, which is like a skill. Like, it's not just an easy thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I didn't want to rank him too low um but he you know he's still top 10 um maybe that's too low based on his production but yeah that's where i put him and i put debo right behind him it's kind of a similar type thing where it's sort of he's kind of schemed in a certain way and obviously has that unique skill set but um yeah just a different type of receiver um after that i got keenan allen adam thielen cd lamb uh, Calvin Ridley, uh, DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson. I think that's fair. Uh, where is Mike Williams? I have Mike Williams at 26. The NFL media is telling me that Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are the best <laughs> wide receiver duo in the league. Well, so, Dan Hansus uh, is a dick. I want to check your facts there. <laughs> let me let me apologize to Dan Hansus <laughs> because I miss misspoke it's actually oh. greg rosenthal yeah. greg rosenthal can go <laughs> Dan Hansen. Fine. Fine. I, I don't know i think they all kind of share the same viewpoint and they all do that thing in their articles where they add in these like snarky jokes about players sometimes we wouldn't you know, do that <laughs> we'd never do that Our, no no never i mean it's just the same person dan Hansen, greg rosenthal <laughs> Well, they also just make weird jokes about like millennials and young people on their show. And I'm like, every time I'm listening to their podcast, I'm like, oh, yeah. this isn't even really something to make fun of someone for. It's just, it's not even funny. I don't know what you're doing. I will say, you are thank a millennial, you. Yeah. thanks to that team, uh, their articles got me through a lot of uh, my depressing days at uh, college. Uh, I would read their articles constantly, <laughs> seeing if the Redskins at the time had signed anybody in the 2013 offseason. They did not. Anyway, <laughs> continue with your wide receiver rankings. <laughs> All right, yeah, no, nothing too interesting there. Um, Calvin Ridley, obviously another kind of hard one to rank because I don't know if he's interested in playing football. Uh, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, after that, I got Kenny Galladay, Cortland Sutton, uh, Jalen Waddell, T. Higgins, uh, Amari Cooper, Mike Williams, uh, Devonta Smith. Might be a little high for Devonta Smith, but 27. It's not I can like see it. Super high. 
Yeah, I got to tell you, I don't know where we're at. So, yeah, or, or what do you think about T. Higgins at twenty four? Reeve is that that too low for him in your opinion? I mean, I'd clearly take him higher. Some people are really high on T. Higgins that are like putting him in like top ten receivers. Like, but I don't know. Well, also, just know that he played all last season with a torn labrum. Yeah. And it's still, yeah. I, I mean, mean he was good. Uh, <laughs> there are just a lot of good receivers in the NFL right now. Like, um, I mean, I get it. I don't necessarily think he's like leagues better than any of the people ahead of him, but I also think he's going to be able to showcase more with Jamar Chase being on the other side. Yeah. Like, I think his numbers are going to be really good. Yeah, and like Kenny Galladay. Um, I, I was interesting. I put him at 21 because I, I thought he was a really good receiver in Detroit. And like, obviously he's, he's, yeah. he's got to play. <laughs> he's had so many injury issues. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't know about, about him, but I, I just kind of put him there because I still think he's really good when he does play. Um, Cortland Sutton, I also think is a, is a pretty good receiver. Um, he didn't have the best season coming off of injury last year but like he was still clearly the most productive broncos receiver so i don't know why everybody's like super high on jerry duty now this year and over at Cortland sutton um but yeah i mean i i was really i really like jerry duty coming out and like he had that like week one game where he just looked really good even though it, you know, it didn't have like a huge game or anything uh, but i don't know he just hasn't done much in the couple years and you know Cortland sutton has produced to some extent at least anyway uh after that i got brian Ayuk, marquise brown michael pittman darnell mooney uh so i got deandre hopkins down here at 32 that's kind of my my hot take i guess i think deandre hopkins is kind of done i mean i don't disagree i mean aj green fell off a cliff julio jones fell off a cliff this could be the year deandre hopkins falls off a cliff. yeah and that's that's back to that point with the cardinals man they're just going downward. Yeah. Um, then I had Brandon Cooks, Elijah Moore, Chase Claypool, Jerry Judy, Hunter Renfrew, Juju, Robert Woods, Amon Ross St. Brown, Allen Robinson, Robbie Anderson, DJ Chark, Sterling Shepard, Rashad Bateman, who probably should be number one, but I, I am down here at 45. <laughs> Uh, Russell Gage, Jacoby Myers, Michael Gallup, Jameson Crowder, Devontae Parker. Well, <laughs> I don't, I don't have enough evidence to be like, oh my god, how are you putting Jacoby Myers at forty-seven? <laughs> yeah, Michael Pittman deserves at least three spots yeah. higher. Like, I don't know. Sounds good. <laughs> All to right, me. cool. There is nobody egregious. Yeah. There, there are a lot of good receivers because, like, Michael Pittman at 30 does sound pretty low, but it's just, like, there are, there's just a lot of good receivers in the league. There's a lot of room for him to climb up on this list, but yeah, there's for also sure. a big possibility that he'll stay there. Yeah. The hype the hype could just be yeah. huge hype for Michael Pittman. I think he's got potential to be pretty good, but that rank right there is fair. Those are definitive oh, yeah. rankings. Uh, that That is just correct factual information. So. Yep. You can check this podcast at the end of yeah. the season. Yep. Verify it. Uh, it's going to be all totally correct. It will be. Um, we can edit this after the season, right, guys? <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Let's close down with our overreactions. Uh, Jemp has left. He's doing the, the Kyler Murray tactic of uh, coming late, leaving early. Um, so, uh, Reed, what's your overreaction? 
Um, I'm going to go with, I have to state, I'm all for it. I'm all for the new Bengals regime, the new day, you know, fucking Joe Burrow. It's awesome. Everything's going great. Um, But the new uniform reveal or the new helmet reveal was just, it's a bit of a miss. As much as I love going to like the all white helmet, the white tiger, they just strung it out to an agonizing degree. Because they first announced like new helmets are coming. And then they announced when they were going to show the helmets. And then that announcement ended up just being an announcement for the actual reveal. And then the reveal was just the helmet. And then they're like, oh, we're going to show you the jersey that's coming with it. And I'm like, please, this is going on for like weeks. Just show me the thing that you're going to wear three times. Like, I didn't care that much. And they just, they made it way too big of a deal. And they could have just shown me the fucking helmet. <laughs> they know you're a captured audience now. Since they did so well last season, yeah. they're like, oh, our fans, like, really care again. Not just Reeb. And tapping that well water. They're just doing it. It also didn't help that after the first thing, everyone knew, like, oh, yeah, they're just going to change the helmet <laughs> to white. And so they were just, like, photoshops of it immediately. And you just had to wait for the official announcement to be like, oh, yep, that's what it is. Bet you got an overreaction? Yes, and I promise to tie this one into football. But... <laughs> Always good when you lead with that on the Pro Football Jokes <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are familiar with what Cameo is. Uh, yeah. We are. Yeah, Cameo are yeah, is so. the new OnlyFans. <laughs> and now it's worse. It's worse because when you see, when you hear about somebody, they're like, oh, so and so has an OnlyFans. You're first off, you're like, oh, well, there's some fucking weirdo that's into that kind of thing, you know? Like, there, it's somebody out there that contents for them. We've got too many people just going with these small followings, like, hey guys, I've got a cameo now. I'm a big deal. If you want a big personalized message from me, because I'm the shit, I'll give you it. <laughs> it's like, I, I kind of cracked today, and I'm sorry to single him out, but Michael Fabiano tweeted out his cameo account. <laughs> Who the fuck is into Michael Fabiano that much? We are like, we got to have Michael Fabiano announce our fantasy draft, you know, lineup. Like, there's too many people in this market doing the cameo thing. The idea of getting a personalized message from whoever you watch now, it's just diminished, like the true value of it. You know, years ago, I, I'm sure it just really meant something, but now it's just diminished. And I'm again, sorry to single out Michael Fabiano, but I barely even click on this guy's fantasy articles. Sometimes I just <laughs> click on them because I'm I need something to read, I guess. And I, yeah, I'll give you time for starts in them. But I'm I'm not gonna be like, dude, <laughs> I got the fabs to announce <laughs> our draft lineup. Like we, I, it's a big thing for us to even have rate my league do a podcast. But they're doing a personalized podcast analyzing our fantasy lineups. This is just some 15-second fucking thing that, you know, who knows? The person recording it could just be hung over and just not give a <laughs> shit from whatever scripted thing they did. So, I am sorry for the animated rant about Cameo at 11.43 p.m. I appreciate everybody listening to this take. And uh, that's all I got for you in overreactions. 
Uh, I I think that was a good one, Pep. I, I liked it. I agree. All right. Well, I, I do have to react to uh, Chris Carson's retirement because it's no longer his backfield. But my overreaction is that it is now Kenneth Walker's backfield for the next 10 years. Oh, my God. He's going to have a long career, and he is going to uh, lead – the NFL and Russia. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but it's his backfield now. And uh, Rashad Penny would like a word um, over the last five weeks of the season. He was the leading <laughs> rusher of the NFL. Yeah. Well, sorry. It's no longer his backfield. I just declared it. So, yeah, well, he had three years sorry, to take it over and he never did shit with it. So probably deserves it. Yeah. Yep. It's over. Kevin Walker's backfield. Um, that's, that's all I got guys. I like it. <laughs> That's how we'll leave it. Kenneth Walker's backfield. Short and sweet. <laughs> <laughs> we needed a short right, and well, sweet one after that. We, 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 only got, uh, we only got one week till uh, football starts um, when the Hall of Fame game begins. Uh, you start watching some preseason action. Hell yeah. Don't uh, forget about NFL Plus where you can get out of market preseason games. Like we all give a shit about that. Yep. <laughs> um, well, I do have NFL Plus. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I should have I mean, known. Gotta, yeah. I mean, I got to be able to watch the games on my phone. Like what if there's an emergency? So yeah, That is true. It's like if I gotta gotta go run to get food, I gotta be able to watch the game while I'm on travel. <laughs> while I'm driving, I have to make sure I can watch this preseason <laughs> football game. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, we will uh, have another podcast, you know, not too long to you know discuss all the preseason action because uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of important takes we'll have on the first preseason games. Um, so we will uh, see you next time. Pro Football Jokes. Make it uncomfortable. <laughs>